0: Okay, let's begin our discussion. Parshas B'Shalach, uh, tafshin Pe Gimel, and uh, all the wonderful uh, elements that we have uh, coming through with uh, related to that. Uh, just scheduling note, next week I'm traveling in the middle of the week, but I will try to get a Parshashir up uh, early in the week. I, I really don't know. I'm trying to squeeze it in. The following week there won't be a Shir. I'll just be traveling the whole week. Uh, so, uh, But next week, B'Azhem Yisra, I really will try. Mishpatim Doompi, and then we'll be back regular schedule. B'Azhem Truma. Um, <coughs> okay, let us get into B'shalach, and we'll start off with the Medrish. Start off with the Medrish, uh, that the, that is quoted by <coughs> Rabbi Yaakov At the beginning of the Parsha tells us that, Perik Pasig Yutes, let's just read the Pasig first, Veikach Moshes Yosef Moshe Rabbeinu takes the bones of Yosef, Yisrael because Yosef was Mashbiah b'nei Yisrael, telling them, Pachod Yifkod Elohim Ezechem Al Yisem Ezechem Hashem will remember you and He will bring you up with my bones. Mizeitchem. Rechazah will learn out that all the Shvatim's bones, it wasn't just Yoseh's bones, those are the ones that are explicit. But that's on that pasuk. says the Medrash. Yisem Ezechem Medrash, says Rabbi Yaakov in source number one. Of lev, Yisrael, hayu, the, what this Omer Chacham Yikach Mitzvos This, this Pasuk reflects the wisdom of Moshe Rabenu, right? All Klai Yisrael were in gold and silver, right? At the at the uh, at the Yamsof, all the spoils of the of the uh, chariots were were washing up. And Moshe was busy with the bones of Yosef. So you are a living example. Of someone who was wise. Yosef uh, swore to his father, and he was the aim So he went up to Mitzrayim to, to bury Yaakov. But you, Moshe, you're not you're not from Yosef, right? You're not related. I mean, you're related, but but you're not his son. So to you, I am not your father, I'm not related to you, but I will take care of your burial. You took care of a burial, so I'll take care of your burial, right? Remember one of the four um actions that we learned in the Word of Hashem buried the dead, Hashem clothed the clothed the naked, Hashem was Menachem but this is Moshe Rabbeinu, he buried him, says Rebbe Yaakov, What is the big Kiddush of what Moshe Rabbeinu did? Moshe Rabbeinu, he buried Yosef's Yosef's bones. What's the chiddush? He does have a furish. He this was a promise that Moshe Rabbeinu told Kai Yisrael to fulfill this promise, and Moshe fulfilled the promise. Such chachma, such wisdom. What was the was the great chachma? And even the chachmas slave, wisdom of the heart. It was a huge mitzvah. What was the godless? of Moshe Rabbeinu taking the bones of Yosef. Right, what's the focus of that? Ben-hine, what is the Medjus trying to tell us? says, a Yisod Gadol, within the world of mitzvahs. Within the world of mitzvahs. Because if you think about it, taking the spoils of the gold and the silver, that was also a mitzvah. That was also a mitzvah. That was fulfilling a promise that was made long ago. Share omr chazal, chazal tell us, daber de basnea omr, Hashem says, daber na, please, Moshe, please have the Am take spoils, take, um, take Adam Mitzrayim, may no alosh and bakasha, shalloya barth I don't need avrima Avinu complaining to me, Hashem says. Right, that I only fulfilled the first half of the promise, not the second half. Right, I, uh, I, uh, had them serve me, but not the second half. So the spoils and the gold and the silver, it was a fulfillment of the Brisbane Abbasarim. And it was even hard for them. They didn't want to take the spoils. Because they understood. Right, because they understood that if they would take, maybe that would be a reason for them to, to, uh, to chase them and to follow them. We mentioned probably more than a decade ago, the thought of Zalman Saratskin, who says maybe there's another idea of why they did not want to take the spoils. Right, the controversy, he says, we didn't understand this, this PASIK for two thousand, for more than two thousand years, for four thousand years we didn't understand this pussyc. What, what? German reparations. The controversy, do you take reparations from the Germans, you Shamam, do you not? Right? right, they killed. They killed us. We might as well. They, they shouldn't take our money. Or I'm not letting them have, us have a what a blood money. I'm going to take it, and they're going to think they have a kapara. There was a controversy. So maybe says the Rav Sorotskin, Maybe this year too. I'm going to take anything from the matrium I'm not taking anything. So there was this. It was hard for them for whatever the reason. Rav Yaka's reason or that or Rav Sarotsky's reason. But either way, it was challenging for them. Maybe they had as part of their DNA, right? A a hatred of of any type of stealing and robbery. So Chazal pick up on that word, please. Really, it wasn't Hamas. It wasn't robbery or theft. Why? Who made Mitzrayim rich? Who made Mitzrayim rich? Right? Yosef was the one that made Mitzrayim rich. And the Gemara even tells us, and the Jews worked for, where, where was their money for them to get paid? So nothing that they took was, was not rowy and, and deserving who, who, but ultimately Yosef, who, who, shehesh, he was the one that caused Eretz Mitzrayim to get rich. He gathered all the money, and all the else of the Avodas as we just said. Right, they forced them to work, and they didn't pay them appropriately. So, right, the, the Mitzrayim have no claim, have no legal claim. So they could be Minadin. and that's the Gemara I just quoted, Sanhedrin daf uh that they had that machlokas. So it was a tremendous mitzvah to take from the spoils, and yet Moshe didn't do it, and yet Moshe Rabbeinu went to Atzmus Yosef. Why? That's the chachma of Moshe Rabbeinu. What do you pick? You have these two mitzvahs in front of you. Do you pick the gold and the silver and the diamonds, or do you pick Atzmos Yosef? Moshe picked the latter. Why? Two reasons. Number one, what was everybody else doing? Which mitzvah was being left aside? Which mitzvah was Yesh la kovsim ein kovsim? Right, the, the Sefer Chassidim, one of the Baaliyat says, a mitzvah that nobody else is doing is like a mace mitzvah. It's like somebody who's not, a body that needs to be buried, that you drop everything and you do it. You have to find the mitzvahs that nobody else is doing. It says of Sefer, not, not only, you have to do all the mitzvahs that everybody's doing also, but especially those mitzvahs that nobody else is doing. Moshe knew that this mitzvah would be would be left on the side. The other one is, would have a lot of kotzim. And number two, Vikam ib'nei shem, b'mitzvah zu yeshna zu guf this mitzvah has physical pleasure, the gold and the silver, and this one, what do I get out of it? L'shamei Shamayim. Moshe said, "I have a choice, which type, which mitzvah to do? I'll do the latter mitzvah." That was his chachma. Even in the world of mitzvos, we have to try to make sure and think and be honest with ourselves. You know, which mitzvah is appropriate? And I might add, and is what I'm doing really a mitzvah? Yes, Kla Yisrael. You know, we're getting the b'sas mitzrayim. We don't know what it looked like. But I would guess if there were some people at the at the shore waiting there and grabbing and pushing is that a mitzvah? Ultimately, but are they doing it in a mitzvah way? Right? Eating on Shabbos is ownik Shabbos. And yet, how sometimes we act at a kiddish maybe is not purely L'shem shamayim. Right? Then what our plates look like and no matter that's we have no, nothing, uh, no room to eat when we get home, but we, we make sure that we, we do our best. We have to make sure that our own Shabbos is, is Lashem Shamayim as well. And, uh, that's, again, another element that Moshe Rabbeinu went for this mitzvah, not for that mitzvah. Nothing against that mitzvah, but even the mitzvahs that are, especially the mitzvahs that are, that are more physical in nature, we have to make sure that we treat them as mitzvahs. That's all part one of Rabbi Yaakov's, of Rabbi Yaakov's thought. But part two, and this part I think we did, uh, a number of years ago, and that is ume'ata. Let me tell you, says Reb Yaakov, how much this mitzvah had an impact on Klal Yisrael. There's another medrash. There's another medrash. The medrash tells us Shimon line ten. Shimos Omer, Bischus, Atsmosov yosef Yamli The Yam saw Yosef's bones and the Yam split. There are many chazals about what made the Yam split. Was it mean Aminadov? Was it a whole shavet of Kla Yisrael? The Gemara and Sota tells us. Was it Moshe Rabbeinu waving his hand, like the psukkim sound like? And this measure says, Atmos Yosef. The Yam so Atmos Yosef, and the Yam split. And there's much to say. Many mefarshim talk about. What is the connection? What does Yosef have to do with the Yam splitting. hayam The yam saw what we say in Halal and ran away. vayazov bigdo vayanos. That's the play on words, the connection. Yosef ran away, so the yam ran away and and split. So what is the connection between Atmos Yosef and the yam splitting? Right, the running away that Yosef did from Eshas Potifar was an unbelievable act of Mesiris Nefesh. Where sometimes our greats in Tanakh act in a way we can look back on it and say, oh, it all worked out. But at the time, at the time they didn't know. When Moshe Rabbeinu broke the luchos, did he know what was going to be? Did he know there would be a second luchos? He had no idea. But he just knew that this is what needs to be done right now. This is what needs to be done. The Kalei Yisrael cannot live with these luchos. Yosef, left his coat with Asher's Potiphar. What do you think he was, what did he think would happen? She would have to cover up her embarrassment. She'll have to make up a story. She'll have to make up a story. He knew he would probably get thrown in jail. Were it not for the Paro having dreams and remembering and the armashkin. without all that working out, he'd rot in the Egyptian jail forever. That's what he did. that's what was, might have been going through his mind when he, when he overcame that passion. Nefesh <speaking in Hebrew> Mamas. That's Yosef symbolizes Messiris Nefesh. And that Messiris Nefesh is what was needed for the yam to split. Because after all we know, the measure says, Right, We weren't recognizable on the 49th level of Tumah. The Malachim didn't see a difference. What would be different? So what was different? Yosef That type of Mesiris Nefesh is strange. It's far away from all the other nations right, to have a, a handsome teenage boy in a foreign country and the, the uh, second in command's wife to approach you to overcome that, says that, that type of mesirous nefesh, says the yom, okay, this is where they come from, I'm splitting. he continues. Nimsa, that mitzvah, cause Yosef. Just to add a little bit, I think we discussed this a couple years ago. The Shem just writes it a little sharper, in a different way. Shem says, Yosef went against his nature. When he overcame, the Yam went against its nature and split. So Mida K'negen Midah, Yosef was able to overcome and go against his nature and the Yam was able, therefore, went against its nature. And in that way, we were So that was Moshe Rabbeinu's Number one, choosing mitzvos, chacham leiv, yikach mitzvos, and then we have the second idea as well from, from, uh, from Ivyakov. Okay. Moving right along, we continue. Says the, says the Torah. So we have leading up to Kriyas Yamsuf, they're scared, just to remember something from past years, just to, to, I can't not mention it, right, in the, uh, they start. but Yisrael start davening. They're davening to Akharis Baruch Hu, right? Pasigud, and they say, and they're worried and they're nervous. What is uh Baruch Hu to Moshe What are they davening for? Daven Bnei Yisrael Just go, run. Ask the Aruchai Makadosh. We did this a number of years ago. What do you mean? What are they davening for? What else should a Jew do when they're pizaris? What are they davening for? Just start walking. What are they davening? What else should should they do? Asked the Arachayim. and says the Arachayim, at that moment, even davening wasn't going to help because of the midas hadin, as we just saw. of and the only thing that would help, which is even stronger than tefillah, is the ultimate emuna, pshuta, gemurah, and Hakadosh Baruch could walk straight into the water and know nothing's going to happen. And that, says the Arachayim is what they had to exhibit at that moment. Even more than tefillah! What do you mean nothing more than tefillah? Sometimes we're not, a, we, we're not in a state even that we can formulate the words. That's the emuna that the Arachayim HaKadosh talks about. But on that pasik, Moshe turns around, what do they say? Boy, there weren't enough graves in Egypt! Why we have to come here? We're gonna die on the yam! We're gonna drown! Right, well what's we should have stayed in Sray unbelievable words. They forgot so so quickly. We should have stayed in Mitzrayim. But your Moshe Allah Moshe says to them in Puzzle Gimel, don't fear. His Yatsu Uru Sishuas Hashem stand up and see the salvation of Hashem, asher Yas alokem hayom that he's going to do. Because this is the last time you're gonna see them. Kika od Hashem Don't worry. So the Eben in at least two places, I think we might have done the other one in the past, but the Eben asked asks a question, back in Shmos, and also here. What exactly were they scared of? Look at the numbers. Says the Eben in source number two. There were two million people, 600,000 strong men. Turn around and fight. They were, they were much, right? Rabbim. They were Rabbim. They were Mi'atim. So why did they just turn around and fight? What were they scared of? Lomalo yolochamu al nafsham val Why didn't they just turn around and fight? They acted so meekly. Says the Abenazra HaTshuva. Because they had a slave mentality. Right? They were servants. They were downtrodden. And if somebody in a nation is downtrodden for so many years, remember last week, was it last week? I think it was last week. We spoke about you know you see or of Salvachik's idea, not one person left. There was there wasn't any what we see in history. The oppressed become the oppressors. Right, right after, you know, and this is this is what you did to me all the years, this is what you deserve. No, no. Lose ishbi pesach of ad boker. They didn't leave the house. But they were, you know, they um Another element. Because they were our masters. This is a generation that all they knew was servitude. It's the victim-aggressor syndrome. A victim, I'm the victim. How could I fight with my master? They weren't warriors. What happened at the end of the parsha? Amalek came. Again, but he's over on a high. They came. Had Moshe not davened? Moshe aren't They held up his hands. They would have lost. Who knows? But it worked out. That this whole nation didn't go into Eretz Israel. Yes, it was because of their sins. But it also worked out in history. They wouldn't have been able to fight the 31 kings, even with miracles. They had a different generation and a different group that didn't know servitude. And they were the ones that were going to go into Eretz Israel. There are two levels that we live in in Jewish history. We live on a personal level, individual level. We have bechira chafshes, we have scharva onesh, but we also live on a on a macro level. like Kodesh Baruch Hu, willing the world and Jewish history in a different, in a certain direction. So yes, of course, they had bechira chafshes in the midbar, but ultimately, in a certain way, Kaddish Baruch Hu had this. For nefesh just like we know Moshe Rabbeinu, there were ten different reasons given why Moshe Rabbeinu could, didn't go into Eretz Yisrael, besides the one that's written in the Torah. It says the Ebenezerah, that's why they couldn't go in. And that's why he doesn't write here, but I think he writes earlier in Sefer Shmos, that's why their leader was never a servant. Right? Moshe Rabbeinu was never in servitude. That's not coincidental. Moshe Rabbeinu grew up in the palace. Yes, he had the love and he was able to, to, to feel for his fellow Jew, as, as we mentioned two weeks ago, that he goes out by Yarbasivlosam. And he put his eyes and heart to to focus on it. But he didn't have this the uh the nephesh Feila, as the Ebenezer says, and that's why he was able to to over to be the leader and bring them and teach Kla Yisrael how to be how to walk with your head high. Okay, so there we have Chiras Hayam, Krias Yamsuf, all the nisan that took place. And the Mitzrayim going in, following again. That's also an amazing uh, act. Hashem, <speaking in Spanish> does Yeshua for us. see <speaking> the <in Spanish> right? Because they wouldn't have trusted Hashem again. Yeah, they're going gonna, they're gonna to come and chase after us again. Hashem showed them dead. But <speaking in Spanish> saw the great hand of Yaminu <speaking in Spanish> They believed. Chai reached a certain level of emuna at Kriyas Yamsuf, right? Chazal tell us Rasa Shiv Chalayim Ashalaray Ben certain type of of amazing divine revelation at Kriyas Yamsuf. They believed in Hashem and Moshe Avdo. They believed in the uniqueness of the Nvu of Moshe Abenu. Kriyas Yamsuf taught that to them. Not the Makos. Kriyas Yamsov taught to believe in Moshe. Rabbi Tzadok writes in Tzitkas HaTzadik, Bashem of Moshe Avdo. You have to believe in Hashem, but you also have to believe in yourself. Bashem uva Moshe Avdo. There are two parts of Emuna. If I believe in HaKadosh Baruch Hu and HaKadosh Baruch Hu made me alive today and gave me breath, so I have to believe that he thinks that I have a job to do today. Bashem uva Moshe Avdo. says based on that passage. Source number three, Ibn Bachai says, Emuna. Hayira Emuna obviously is a is, a, is an Iker for all of Torah, right? It might even not it might not even be a mitzvah. Remember the sheet of the Bahag. The Bahag does not count Emuna as a mitzvah like the Rambam and the Ramban. It's not one of the six thirteen. How could that be? It doesn't count Emuna. That's the first mitzvah according to the Rambam. Explains the Ramban, explaining the Bahag, even though he doesn't agree with him. The Baha'i must hold that it's a prerequisite for all mitzvahs. Emuna isn't a mitzvah. That would be minimizing it. It's the basis of all mitzvot. that there's a mitzvah. It's not a mitzvah. It's the basis, it's the foundation. Cesar right, quoting lived a couple hundred years before. Says Rabbi Nebuchadnezzar, there are four emunas that we have to have. Ki emunah mishalekes Number one, it's all based on psukim. Emuna BaKadosh Baruch number one. Emunah in Hashem. That's the first emunah, the basic shenemar. He'emunah BaShem L'kechem amnu V'zehosh HaKasuv, that's our Pasek. eminu BaShem Moshe they believed in the existence of HaKadosh Baruch Hu and everything that entails. That he's the Boreh and he's the Mashkiach and he's the Manig and he can do whatever he wants. Number two, emuna bineviim Emunah that HaKadosh Baruch Hu communicates with people. And he communicates with people and giving us messages. And we have to listen. Number two, we believe in God, we believe in the communication between him and prophets. Number three, to believe that this world isn't the end all and the be all. Life's not about these 120 years. This world is a, is a, is a pruzdar. olam haba, the Ramam says in Ilkheshuvah, olam haba does not mean that the world is not here yet, olam haba, in the future. It's here now, it's in the future for each person on earth. But it exists now. It's olam haba, the next world. And this schar, he yearns for it. Hashem, neviyim olam haba, Number four, emuna beviyachagohel sheze pina gedolah b'torah, emuna in the messianic stage. Emuna, not only is there another world, but even in this world, there's another stage. Emuna in Mashiach. Vazeoshenemar yineni yasad betzion evan evan vachulu continues vachalamamin v'yeshlozchul yosharben. If somebody believes in all four of these, there there are other yisodos haemuna. Right, the Rambam has, the Sefer Ha'ikarim has, right, belief in Torah and Hashemayim. Obviously, everybody agrees to that. But he's not, he's focusing on the Emunahs having to do straight with Hashem. And the goal of the world. So, we have to believe. Emunah brings Stuckah with it. He's not Zoche. Skip a couple of lines. So these four types of emuna. Now, Rabbi starts talking. Umipne she emuna yisod because emuna is so important and so crucial to believe. That's where the word amen comes from, and that's why whenever we hear something, an amazing statement like Baruch Hashem Elokeinu Melech HaOlam What a beautiful statement we say amen because we have emuna that that's true and we agree with it o bebracha emuna ye sol kolatorakula teknu razal betfila u bebracha amen shu nigza mi emuna u mi lach hoda she makablov divri amavarechu modavhem i admit it's true amen is true va ze amru de hazal se godol om amen yosmen amavarech in a certain sense amen is it completes even greater than a mavarech, but it completes the bracha. What does that mean? We are inyan ki a made makara bracha via amen hu makayim a Fascinating. There's a concept in halacha called kim starus verification of documents. A star is is a document. Midaraisa there should be a star. Rish Lakish tells us in Gittin that no, you have that edom chasuman al astar it's good. Midra we need verification. You have to get the witnesses here. These are these are our signatures. You have to get another document and compare it. Four or five different ways to do kiyum shtaris. So if somebody makes a statement, a bracha, to verify it, somebody else says amen. That's the Kiyum of the bracha. That's his comparison here. V'huwa iker. And then he adds something that I think connects to something else that he says. Well, let's see what he says here first. How many adim do you need in Allah? You need two adim. So, amen makes it two. The mavarech and the, and the one that says amen. That makes it two. Because the Aidus is nigmar through the second. Rabbi Abachai likes this idea. Right, but I says in a totally different context, right? One of the reasons we don't wear, we, wait, we don't wear Tfilin on Shabbos and Yantif. Why don't we wear on Shabbos and Yantif? Because Shabbos and Yantif is itself an os, and Tfilin is an os, and we'd be Mizalzel in the os of Shabbos by wearing Tfilin. And you're always supposed to have two osos. Two osos. So during the week we have Brismila and Tefillin. and so only certain mitzvahs are called os, and on Shabbos we have Shabbos and Tefillin. Okay? A Shabbos and, uh, and Mila. And Rebbeinu B'chai says, Why pishne edim yakom daver." When two osos for? "Four pishne edim Right, same idea where he, he uses it here. You need two Edom. You need two Edom. The Mavarech and the Baal amein. Right. We'll it's tarif and kayam. Tell the story in the past. I'm not going to repeat the whole story. Of Chaim B'chai had a practice never to make a bracha without somebody there to say amen. We spoke about it in the, the Dafyom Daf this week. There's a Orzarua that says if you don't have an amen, Certain so brachas, maybe you weren't yotze, which every, we don't, a uh, paskin like at all. Maybe there's a different, uh, girsa in the, uh, in the Yerushalmi. But, but that just reflects the, the importance of an amen, and the Rabbein Abachai connects the amen to Emmun. Okay. Moving right along. So this amazing vision that Kla Yisrael had. Amazing vision. What they see, so one of the Psukim that we say every morning, source number four quotes it Paro or Shalishav the chariots of Paro, the the chosen, the best chariots, the Titanics right, of, of uh, Paro right, was no match. Was no match. Says so so we, we kind of think of this like there's like a there's a fight between the Mitzrayim and the power of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and Hashem wins. That's how we kind of look at like what happened to Kriyas, Kriyas Yamsov. That's, that's not what happened. At revobi tells us how to look at life in this piece. How to look at our lives and everything around us that we see. At Tzleinu, Koldavar Regarding us, we're human beings. Whatever we could touch, whatever is tangible, That's real. That's real life. When we say there's a reality that's invisible, there's an, there's an unseen God. There's there's malachim, right? We, we, don't, well, we don't understand. We think that there's a reality. We know the physical reality. There's something up there. Spirituality is something metaphysical. It's not real, like this table is a table and this cup is a cup. That's real. I could feel it. I could taste it. Spiritual things in a different world are kind of like metaphysical. Machshavos <laughs> ke'elu To think that the spiritual world is not as real as the physical realm is terrible, is wrong. Tsarach Ladas, Olam, Uarbi Yoser, Mitzios, Mashar Adoram, Agastriam, Keshoch HaVachadome, and Malachim, and all the spiritual beings are much more real than this table. Much more real. Right, what did the Gemara say in two places? It was a story, one of the Amoram was, was was in between life and death, and he came back, and they said, what do you see? What do he say? Olam HaFach That's what an upside-down world. All right, part of it could be this too. Right, so I, I realize there what's real and what's not real. And that's the whole Shira. Right? The, the Pyro's chariots, once HaKadosh Baruch Hu just is Megala himself a little bit, the whole Teva turns over. HaKadosh Baruch Hu uses Teva, uses nature for his, for his purposes. Nilchad Negat Ko'a Gashmi. It's ka'in ve'efnes. Of Skip to line nine. is Spirituality is much stronger and is more real. The teva of water does something where all of a sudden there's a spiritual revelation. The water goes berserk. Right? The water goes out of uh, what it's supposed to do because when there's ruchni, is that takes over. Because that's real. That's real. Right, and we say he says that's ze keli v'yanveu. They reach such levels, such clarity of vision. They were able to recognize. Right, right? zeh always means you can point to it. Right, zeh always you can point to it. Right, it's not just metaphysical. This is our life. This is what real life is. And he says, if you turn the page, he said it earlier in the, uh, also. Or later, I'm sorry. Amicha Mocha. On the Pazik Micha Mocha. He says we have to recognize. So the line seven. If you ask a person, who do you fear more? Right? I'm sorry. Who do you fear more? Hashem or, or or human? So obviously, what are we going to say? We're nice, good Jews, right? Or nice, good, even human beings. God! God is more all-powerful. Of course we'd say that. What happens if there's somebody with a gun in front of us? And now, who do you fear more? God or that shooter? What's more real? Because when we say it, we fear Hashem more. Yeah, it's theoretical. It's conceptual. It's not real. It's not real. So we say it, but do we really mean it? Our job in having a means to make that real. Right? The Rebbe Lazar, the Gemar Maseches Brachas, what does he say to his students on his deathbed? Rabbi, tell us, your Morisha mind could be, should be like Morabasar And they said, I that! And he says, halavai. Right? When, when somebody has, always give the mashal, right? When we're driving and you see the siren behind you and all of a sudden you get that pit in your stomach, wondering, praying that they go past you, you know, that type of yira, you know, for our Kurdish barakhu, you know, whenever we're about to speak Lash Hara and we see, we see a siren behind us whenever we're about to 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 uh to bench without kavana right we should see a siren behind us right whenever we do anything All right so repinka te- rev uh, volbi tells us we have to make sure that we make it real in our lives and we do what we can to recognize kurish Hu is you know the gedolim. we know the greats right their reality was 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 a different realm they were in a different world Especially in, in the intensity of let's say Yatvila. We've quoted this story in the past. It's such an amazing story. Such an amazing story. Uh, they say that, uh, about the Briskerov. Quoted this. The Briskerov was once Davening and it was uh, Rosh Chodesh. And uh you know, as as sometimes people get older, they, they dive in their silent shmon esrei a little bit loud, even though it's a silent shonestra. So everybody heard the Grizz Davening, you know, when the, you know, even though it was the Kway esrei. And they heard that he skipped Yalavyava. So they went next to him and they said Yalviyavo, Yalviyavo. He kept going, Yalviyavo. Keeps they're like, what's, I don't understand. Maybe a new or chumrah? I don't know. Right? Yalviyavo, Yalvi. They tried nothing. He didn't listen to them. Finished davening. After davening, they went over to him and they, they said, Rebbe, like what? like, is there a, a new a new new? You have a Rebbe as a tradition? Yalviyavo. It's a hefsek and the. It's like, oh, I forgot. Yalviyavo. Why don't you remind me? What do you mean, remind me, we, we we are screaming at you. The grizz was in a, he was in the reality of a Kaddish Baruch Hu. He was in the reality. You know, we think it's so far-fetched. Sometimes we try to talk to our children or our grandchildren, and they have their face in a screen. You could say something, they have no idea that you're talking to them. Afterwards, they'll say, you were here? No idea. So it's all about focus. It's all about focus. Okay, let's continue says the says the torah let's continue where are we up to later on in the in the sheira to vi amo vici to amo bar towards the ends right we start prophesizing to vi amo vici to right what does that mean to so the amos moshe of ben israel so rashi says nisnaba moshe shl karnis Moshe prophesized that he wasn't going in, even though he didn't realize it. knew he didn't include himself. He didn't include himself in the Nivua. Look in the base Halevi on the left side. Says the Mechilta. Well, they also wasn't just Moshe talking. They also were talking. Tivie mo that bring it right. It was, it's talking about uh, them, right? Third person. Tivie lo mo nibu uval oyadu nibu. They prophesied without knowing. Right? They didn't realize what they were saying. That's the Pashup shot. They prophesied, They weren't even focusing. Just the words came out. No, but what were they thinking when well, they said these words? Second Salvation in a row. The Grizz was his grandson. They had a Kavana in mind, but just a different Kavana. So what they said, they had a certain con- concept in, 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 uh, in mind. says the Beis Alevi, Why did we go into Golis? So that all the holy righteous converts can become connected to us We'll go out and get, as they, in Kabbalistic, uh, thought, the Nitzotos Akadusha. We go out to the Gullus to bring all back the Nitzotos Akadusha and then go back to Eretz Israel. What do you mean? Gullus was a punishment. We went to Gullus to get the, get the Geirim. Yes, of course. Gullus is because of their sins. Rock. But we could have been punished in our lands. We didn't have to have galos. We could have been punished there. We could have been punished where we were. But once we were being punished already, Hashem said, you know, go out to bring the geirim back. Fine. And what would have happened if we didn't sin? And then there wouldn't have been any galos? Then how would the geirim have come? we would have been in such a perfect state of an Orlagayim, then they would have come on their own. We wouldn't have had to go out and get them. They would have come on their own. Once we had to be punished, so we were downtrodden, so nobody was going to come and be inspired to a downtrodden nation in the land of Israel. So we had to go out. We couldn't go out themselves. So that's why we had to be exiled. And that's why they had to go out. And that's what they were thinking. What would they just say? mimir gazun Everybody's scared of us and everybody's in awe of us. It's talking about all the other nations. And then they say, what does that mean? Talking about in third person? That they're gonna come on their own. That's what they were referring to, B'nai yisrael, when they sung this. All the other geirim and the other nations that are gonna come join us in Eretz yisrael. They didn't think they were talking about their own children and not themselves, so they had a kavanah in mind while they were talking third person. But of course, their kavana did not um, happen. They did war punished. They had to go into Galus they, they, even before that. They never made it into Eretz Yisrael. And therefore that's the Nibu Veloyado Ma nebu. But it's a fascinating idea about Gaulus is also to be an Orla out there, but the ultimate is to be an Orla Goyim within Eretz Yisrael. That's the ultimate goal for for us to have. Okay, so we have Kriyas Yamsuf, and after Kriyas Yamsuf, we come to Mara. We come to Mara. Vayitzak alashem, we cried out. By your eye, Hashem, eight. Hashem threw in a tree. By Yashlech Alamayim, by Yimtiku Alamayim, Sham Sam Lo Choku Mishpat Vesham Nisahu. So Hashem sweetened the waters, and He gave us Choku Mishpat Vesham Nisahu. What's Choku Mishpat? So Rashi quotes Chazal. He actually quotes some of Chazal, not exactly what we have. What do we have in our Rashi? Sham Sam Lo Bemara Nasan Lo Hem Mixes. Parshios Shel Torah, she is askubahem. Hashem gave us part of the some of the mitzvahs, some of the mitzvahs He gave us. Shabbos, Paraduma, Vedinim. If you look in uh, Rashi, those three. If you look in the Gemara, there's a different one. There's a different one, and that is keep it out of aim. Rashi for some reason changes, doesn't quote what Chazal, what Chazal mentioned. The Maharal, though, has a long discussion in the Gur Aryeh about this Rashi. Many different elements. I just gave you one piece of it. One piece of it where he talks about, um, obviously, why were these mitzvahs given in Marah? Hashem couldn't wait another six weeks? We're going to get all the Torah in six weeks. Just wait. No, there are some mitzvahs that I need you to have now. Must be foundational mitzvahs. Mitzvahs that the message of them has to be the foundation of all Torah. You need to have this now, six weeks before to help get prepared. So what is it about these about these three these mitzvahs, right? He talks about Shabbos, Paraduma, and Dinim. Those are the three that um, that Rashi mentions, right? Kibbutz is is a separate idea. So he says, line six, L'kach R'asalam elu shalosh parshios halachos gedolos ma'od. Kemoshi aduame hilcha shabbos, kieshto halachas rabos, maod, le Number one shabbos. Shabbos symbolizes an area of halacha that is huge horizontally, let's call it. Many, many halachos of hilcha shabbos. Right? Thirty-nine categories. So shabbos is symbolic of the breadth of Torah. Para aduma, avavish em rabos, Paraduma is not about the breadth, but it's about the depth. Not so many across. A lot of it we can't understand, but it's deep. Gotta think and think and think and maybe not even get to the bottom, because nobody got to the bottom of Paraduma. Hawacha Achashalah. Amok Amok Mimsa Enu. So Shabbos symbolizes the breadth, and Paraduma symbolizes the depth. And what about dinim? Dinim. Dinim Yesh chachma. The Gemara says at the end of Baba Basra. yachim Dinim aminus. Dinim, monetary law. Setting up a, a court system. Why does the Gemara say at the end of Baba Basra if you want to become wise, oh, say dinim. Dinim is like similar to other uh, legal systems. Why, should, why does that make me wise? Ah, says the Maharal. Because, yes, on the one hand, you might say, and this is what they do in Yeshiva's Brisk in Yerushalayim, they only learn Kachem and Taras Masechta, only Kachem, because it's a unique context of Torah, there's nothing like it, it's the own reality. So that shows the uniqueness of Torah, for sure. But the maral is saying, on the other hand, if you take the system of Torah that's very close to the real world, you take the monetary law of the Torah and you line it up with the monetary law of any legal system out there, then you see the uniqueness of Torah in a in a in a way that that is that is its parallel, but the nuances may, and, the, and the uniqueness reflect a certain wisdom, and that's dinim. Yes, you're involved in the world, but it's different. Dinim is different than any other legal system. I right? nor the legal system has an obligation of a Saveda. Nor the legal system has, has laws like that. Mandating chesed. Mandating chesed. Right, so that's, says the Garaye, that's why these three mitzvahs were given, because they're symbolic. They're symbolic. Let's continue. Ushlosha Dvaram Yeshkan. Im Ha'amok Mitzad The depth. Oh, mitzad ribu yalachos, shish bashambas. Oh, mitzad hevdel chilukim, shish bashbadine torah. Ula hagelo torah. And take all of these three and be osikatam torah. Regarding these three. Kitsarachu batalma torah hamikba. Luf amim lasis hevdel. Bein dover As we just said, the differences. Kamoshu batine mamanis. Shadin mishchana bechilakaton. Vigamsarach lama ribu yalachos. Velo timsa bechol mitzvos atar dera meilu rak beshloshim mitzvos. Which mitzvah, which area of halacha has more halachas than Shilcha Shabbos? Which area of halacha is deeper than Paraduma, and which area of halacha is so close to the world but it's different than the world? That's why these three were picked, because they give, says the Maharal, they give that that message. (laughs) Paraduma shehamuka Shabbos ribo hilchasad mametzi halukim harbei fascinating in the creativity of the Maharau in this, in this piece. Okay, one final thought. One final thought from the Aznayim LaTorah in source number eight. So later on we have again, B'shalach uh, here is jam-packed. But we have later on the Man. We are introduced to the Man. Vayomra musenu. I'm giving you the mun I'm giving you the mun to test you and all of Mepharsham wonder what kind of test is the mun the test? Halavai all tests should be like this you know I could, I could eat and whatever I want it to taste like the mun I get exactly how much I'm supposed to eat what kind of test is that? how is the mun a test? Says Rav Zalman Saratskin, source number eight. So he quotes, he says, first look at Rashi. So Rashi says, right, There are laws that relate to the Mon. You can't go out on Shabbos and you can't leave it over. Okay, that's meaning in a minimal, limited way. I'm testing you because there are halachas that are related to the Mon. But says Rav Saratskin, something larger. That's his. We know that um Shabbos is about um Emuna. Shabbos is about Emuna. Israel. It's impossible for us to have Torah. It's impossible for us to have have Torah in our hearts without the Amunah of Shmir Shabbos um, in our in our life beforehand. As we said before, Hashem couldn't wait; we needed Shabbos as a foundation. And he even says that Shabbos, and again, this is this is his Kiddush. There are some sources related to this, but he says Shabbos was given to us in stages because there are different elements of Shabbos. This might help answer the question some of the achronim ask, how did Yisrael get the Shabbos in Murrah? They weren't Jewish yet, and a guy's not allowed to keep Shabbos. Right, so maybe there were malvotaval. We had mila before coming Pesach. We didn't have tefillah yet till. So maybe we're in the middle. A whole discussion in the achronim about that. But says the shall Latorah. Wow, Menucha Shabbos. That's the first step we got. What's Menucha Shabbos? Just the relaxation. Right, the almost Olam also have a day of rest. Part two. The mon and the nisim that came with the man kedushas Shabbos. The spirituality that's related to Shabbos. Shanasubo, Erev Shabbos, they had double mon, Shabbos shall Kedushah, Komo. So the monuch of Shabbos and the kedusha of Shabbos, that you needed to, to have. If you didn't accept this, then they wouldn't have been able to go to the next step, which was... I guess, he doesn't talk about it, all the other laws of Shabbos. All the details, as we just said, Shabbos is the largest area. But you needed that emunah to have the binion. That was the nisayin of the Mun. If you accept this, if you accept this test and have that, that appreciation of this special day of me'en olam haba, so then that's going to, we're going to be able to continue this process and have the rest of the mitzvahs. But Shabbos is the basis. Shabbos and mun is the basis. That's the nisayin that we had. Shabbos is the basis. As we know, if we know Shabbos is a defining feature. Shabbos, as we mentioned before, is called an os. But Shabbos is a defining feature. The Gemara Mesech Chulin says somebody who's a Mumar to only two things is a Mumar Lechalatarakula. Somebody who's a heretic to Tshatniz is not a, a Mumar Lechalatarakula. Somebody who's a heretic to Avodazara and to Shabbos. But as all you it's all understands, rejecting God directly. Shabbos is also, because that's defining. And that's the litmus, te- litmus test of an Ovet Hashem. Are right? they Shomer Shabbos? That's the litmus test. Right, so that's Shabbos is the basis of it all. That's what the Torah says. The Mon connects to that. And uh, we have to do what we can to appreciate every mitzvah. The breadth and the depth of every mitzvah, including Shabbos, including Paraduma, and all mitzvahs as we have this amazing Shabboshera Kriyas Yamsov as we build up towards Kabbalah Satar next week. So again I will try uh very hard to give a shir, beginning of next week, Yisro to be up online, To the following week there won't be a shir, and the Shem will continue uh after. Okay, we'll stop here.